With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Do I need to record one of those as well? We were recording um, audio bites as we were preparing for the show this yeah. evening. So you will be hearing... Be known as Cody secretly recording people talking. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> he doesn't let us know. He'll like throw out some statement and then like let's that and I go off on a little tangent. And then he'll be like, aha, I'm going to clip that and save it in my library. You guys don't know it, but Allie's best work comes in like <laughs> one second clips. Oh my god. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a woman of many uh, words. Okay. <laughs> so, I won't steal your joke earlier, Thad, but we do have a lot to talk about. We do. Oh, so much. Thad sat down and gave like a terrible like dad joke and was like, <laughs> oh, guess we don't have a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it was, a good, it was good. I laughed. And it wasn't that terrible. It was like partial courtesy laugh, but I did laugh. But yes, we have a lot to talk about. He laughed heartily. <laughs> Christian Namath. Woohoo! The number nine. Number nine? The number nine. <laughs> number, number nine. nine. <laughs> and then um, I guess comment below. Did, do listeners know the song? Is it called Number Nine? It by the Beatles? Revolution Number Nine. Oh. Okay. Well... We I didn't like know the Beatles, it. and I didn't, and we didn't know that song. It's not their most famous song. Thad wanted to get rid of our our famous intro and play a Beatles song, but it wasn't it wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> it's nobody's. Cup it of tea. sounds very like like haunted. On, it was like, like if you were going to get hypnotized, it's like that it song does. is playing in the background. It does. It sounds like they were on a lot of drugs because I think they were. John Lennon, Yoko Ono, they were. They definitely were. We'll link it. I'll link the uh, YouTube to that song if you must listen to it. But yes, <laughs> Christian Namath, 
350k in Garber Bucks and a draft pick. The man you've all been waiting for, right? Well, a lot of them have. The legendary DP, the number nine we've been... Um, no, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? What, you're not sold on no, it or what? It. I'm excited about this move. I don't mean to like hate on it, really. I like that he's back. I think he can um, rejuvenate a bit of his form. I doubt he'll be that good again, but I, I do like it. Yeah, I think that's what will be hard, especially for fans. It's like he had this amazing stint in Kansas City in 2015. He could not have been probably, I don't know if he'll ever peak like that again in his career, but it's like that's the bar. <laughs> that's where the bar was set. And so I think it's... That's how sporting fans are. Like <laughs> No, I know, and that's what I'm saying. It's like that's the expectation, and like the second he st doesn't perform up to that, I feel like most people won't understand but yeah. i will say silver lining or not silver lining but i think a big pro that will come out of this is i think he will be really a, a really key part in connecting with like daniel shallowy and johnny russell up top yeah so the high bar that he set it was 10 goals in league play mm -hmm. if i remember correctly, yeah that's right? right so one goal every three games ish mm -hmm. um he I mean, but there's a lot of other people scoring at that time. So, I mean, there was a right. lot of other stuff and he was, he didn't really get focused on at first. So he got a lot of goals before he really got focused on. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've always been in that camp that he was good that year and I was never wanting to pay him a lot because he had not done that well before or well since when he went to Kuwait or Qatar or wherever the hell it was. Qatar. <laughs> Qatar. <laughs> he was out in Qatar. <laughs> playing playing but football. But that is how you say it. It yeah. is Qatar. It's okay, so it's not Qatar. I'm being so know, American it, no. right now and saying Qatar. It, the, I, I'm I'm on the same boat there, but it is somehow Qatar is somehow yes. the proper term. It, it's actually <laughs> it depends it depends on which mindset I'm in, like which way I pronounce it that day. So if I'm like total, yeah, you know, Missourian hick, I'm I, Qatar. Okay, yeah. so I'm just Missouri hick all the time saying Qatar, like Not a low bro. Like I, everyone okay. always says Qatar. I Thank swear. you guys yeah. for making me feel feel better about but it. But anyway, he scored 16 goals I think over two seasons there, mm -hmm. and he was hurt a little bit, which is par for his course. Yeah. Also, and it was a lower league, lower level of competition. Some of the I, I watched some of the highlights from the games he was in over there, and people were literally scoring goals because the keeper would kick it out to a guy at the top of the oh box. yeah sometimes that league looked like a rec league yeah it, some of the, and some of those guys were i mean there was keepers playing in sweats oh wow uh which is kind of weird being in cutter but um <laughs> so was, they were just not good and yeah. so i mean i would have actually expected him to score 40 or 50 goals there mm -hmm. quite honestly but here's the one difference here's my what may make all the difference in the world is he's happy to be back here yeah. He wasn't happy to be in Cutter. He wasn't happy to be in New England. Um, you know, I think he was kind of forced into a situation to go to Cutter. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to keep saying Cutter as many times as I, I know. can get away like, with And you're looking at me head. as you say it. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Allie. I will look at you every time I say it. <laughs> every time I say Cutter. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he, he kind of was, I think, kind of almost was forced into it from a lot of different things happening right. there. And he wasn't happy, and he wasn't like this wasn't a great move, but he probably made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So now maybe he's happy. He's going to be back with his buddy Daniel. and Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's a really good point, the fact that he's happy to be here. 
obviously everyone performs better in a setting in which they are happy to be in, a place they're happy to be in. Not to mention he's coming back to uh, Pinnacle Training Center, not bad digs over there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be great. And you can just tell that he has a really good, strong relationship with Peter. And Peter is also happy, which we know, like it was said time and time again at the press conference, and I think everyone would agree, it's like Peter wasn't just going to get any striker. It had to be a right fit for the team, for him, for the club, for the future of the club. Um, so I think I think it makes sense. It's so just... is he the right fit? He can play number nine. He can play number nine. So, yeah. Um, I think in the sense that I don't think that they need a number nine who's like the lone goal scorer. So in that sense, I think he's the right fit because – He's just supplementing the attack is well, what I see. So it's not like we don't have guys who can't score. It's just he's going to bring in more creativity, more options. So here's my here's my thing with that. I do get that that's a the legitimate question. You know, his he always looked the best or whatever on on the wing. But we've seen this team a lot this year. Um like I think the last the last game we were at, we were watching Rubio and Shallowy switch. Yeah. Like they do. They're pretty fluid up there. They mm-hmm. like to try different things and throw off defenders. And so yes, in that regard I do. I think it's perfect that if something isn't working then then he can just fade out wide and Russell can try in the middle or Shallowy can try in the middle for a minute. Oh yeah, that that I have actually no concern about at all. It uh I think where I'm going back to is for a good chunk of this year we talked about how Kyrie was the perfect number 9 for this team other than the fact he didn't put a ball in the back of the net more often. Right, because he was tracking back and so defensive oriented, and you know you'd see him back outside the defensive, the you know Sporting's eighteen getting a ball and playing it up and making that big run up. I don't remember Nemo being that defensive oriented. Right. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but if he's going to have any even th- even remotely the amount of defensive responsibility that Dom had, Rubio had, Kyrie had, he's going to be less effective than what some people may think he's going to be. Is that a valid question? I mean, that, yeah. that's my concern yeah. with that. It, no, I, I would agree with that because I think that it's been pretty obvious since Kyrie got injured that I think people were appreciating more of what he had been doing out on the field, even though it didn't show necessarily on the stat sheet with goals or even assists really. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a valid question. Is he going to be able to, cause you know, he didn't play number nine, that role for when he was with sporting in 2015. So it's going to, you know, they, I well, guess he's going to be answering the question. Is he going to, the thing that I like to bring up for that is he did play a couple of times or one time at least in the center forward spot. It, and it was a couple of times. The yeah. one, well, the one time I'm thinking of, he came off the bench and it was a game. This was, it was just interesting. All of this is like very interesting to me. It was a game where Dom was also on the bench. I don't know what exactly was going on. I think he was maybe coming back from injury or something. But they needed a goal. We were playing Portland. It was at Portland. And they needed a goal. And with Namath and Dwyer both on the bench, Vermees brought in Namath. And it was like, you know, the first time that he was like, you know, hey, I'm going to try him at center forward. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? He scored the goal of the year. 
And he did it from middle of the field, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, he got, yeah. he picked up the ball there and dribbled through. Dribbled and, the entire, yeah. That uh, almost makes me wonder more, what does Peter tell these guys going in in those situations? Because Diego Rubio obviously has been able to uh, take whatever yeah. that little message is on the sideline to go in and do and there's, there's, lights that fire because... There's a valid point there. I mean, hey. Now, I know both these guys would truly hate me saying this, but I would actually love to see Namath start, Rubio come off the bench in the 65th minute. Rubio start and Namath come off the bench in the 60th minute. Something li- along that line, mm-hmm. alternate games. They get a game of rhythm in there, um, yeah. essentially. But they you got a fresh guy coming off the bench running at you know, tired defenders. Because mm-hmm. I don't think either one of them – and this will be the other question about Namath too is he's probably not anywhere close to 90-minute game fit because he hasn't played 90 right. minutes in forever. Mm-hmm. And also it's – the other thing that I'm wondering personally, it's like – is he going to be able to come on as, you know, and start at that in that position with, you know, say he's got Shallowy on the left. I don't know if Johnny will be ready or not, but say yeah. Johnny or Gerso on his other side, are fans really going to see like this influx of goals all of a sudden? Yeah. And I think that's there's this perception and I mean that's just I think the hard thing with this role that's being filled, it's like there's a very high expectation because the need for that player to come in and the want has been there for so long that it's like the bar for that position is set so high. <laughs> yeah, no, it, no doubt on that. People are expecting it to be something that it probably never could have been. Right. Um, so I, I, it, it's almost doomed to fail in that regard that it's not mm-hmm. going to meet at least some people's expectations. Right. Now, maybe it does. I mean, maybe him and Shallowy and Russell and Gerso and Felipe, because this, ni- this is the nice thing now from my perspective. Because here, here, I'm, I'm trying to play both sides of, of everything because I'm going to try to look at different things. But the nice thing now is when like when we went to play Atlanta, you know, there's this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy, and you're just listing off player after player. When we go play LA, FC, there's player after player after player after player that we're like, oh, my God, they got – forwards and wingers and midfielders oh my. now when, yeah <laughs> and now when uh somebody is playing sporting it's not like oh they don't have a number nine they don't have a center yeah. forward that we have to worry about now at least in theory you have multiple wingers multiple center forwards multiple midfielders that can all score mm-hmm. and they, other teams will have to at least be worried about that yeah yeah i mean i really i really think it's the signing is more of a supplement to the attack. It's not the answer to the attack, which I think is going to have to be the mindset when you look at it. It's not that this was the answer to anything. It's just another piece it's, of it's it. It's hard to say that the team is not better with him, right? I suppose you could say that he might not score goals at the same rate, but you still have to think at this point with – Shelton out, and not that he scored a lot of goals, but with Shelton out, and I mean, you have to think that there's more goals in him than mm-hmm. what we've been putting up. Yeah. True, but the sometimes the every all the parts don't add up to be a greater total. I mean, right. even though you think they should, right? And we discussed this all year with Kyrie, how defensive he was, and how much he contributed to the overall performance. Right when uh, the beginning of the year when they were giving up a bunch of goals. And then now they've given up some goals more when Kyrie's been out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some other factors in there too, Felipe and Madranda, and there's lots of factors in there. But I, so I don't want to put it all on Kyrie. But if Namath comes in and scores a goal every other game, but they give up two goals every game, you know they they don't have that defensive presence, and 
it's, I can't say the team is better yet. In theory, yes, the team has a lot better offense. I mean, he should be able to combine better. He was so deadly shooting, you know, the... Uh, the I mean, Hungarian hammer. <laughs> it's um, the strike. You know, the first seven shots on goal at, that in 2015 were goals, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. He was pretty deadly. If he could put on goal, it was, you know, pretty dangerous shot. Um, <laughs> what, okay. what? I don't, I, just, I don't understand that stat. I mean, so so the other shots he took during that run of seven were twenty feet away from the goal, but that doesn't yeah, but matter. There, right? there wasn't a whole lot of them. <laughs> okay, I just I remember during that run up, they kept touting that stat, and I'm like, okay, so he took some other bad shots, but we're not counting those. <laughs> yeah, but no, they just weren't on goal, Cody. <laughs> Which I do think that's funny. Like, I mean, I get, I get it that there are going to be, you know, that you need to break it up between shots and shots on goal. But yeah. there are some shots that are probably just considered shots and not on goal that were probably intended to be on goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that were just bad. But we'll give it to him. I think anyway. all shots are intended to be on goal. Well, exactly. So why why, yeah, why split why them up? And... That's why it's a weird stat. I mean, it's I, good. I don't it's, disagree It's with useful. That. It's, it's like you got to – you keep it for keepers, right? It, like, keeps track of, like – it helps in that regard as well. But yeah. then – I mean, and if we're looking at it in that way, the if, trees don't how, have to make saves on the shots that are not on goal. That's <laughs> right. That's or, why how, they do it for you, Cody. If we're looking Cody. at how accurate a, a, a shooter is, how many times they shot it on goal, right. just immediately eliminates all of their worst shots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Like, all right. anyway. So how many shots? How many shots did he have? Do you, I don't know exactly. Don't ask me that. I'm stats and info, but there's a lot going on here right now. <laughs> are you watching the? game yeah don't get we're not there yet it's almost <gasps> over oh it goals were happening though i know let's talk about um the other signing oh wait no i wanted to also mention we do think uh name contract goes through next year right yes but we, we we it goes through next year but we're not sure if that's an option or a straight through next year yeah, i mean but so the one thing i'm referring to the star said contract through 2019 season. And if it was an option, I feel as though they it would have said with an option. Yeah. I don't know about that. I've asked somebody on the staff at sporting and they didn't know. So, okay. Well, I didn't, if didn't think to ask Peter that today, that is something to think about throughout this year, because if he is only going to put up a handful of goals, then he, then being on the hook for like about a million dollars for him next year is going to be notable. And that's again, something we don't know because of the way contracts can be set up and transfer fees and all that stuff. We don't know how much he's actually is per this year versus next year. We think it's a million dollars for this year and then been prorated. We'll find that out. I think sometime here in the near future, just fingers crossed. That's a club option. Um, Hey, if he if he scores ten goal uh, ten goals this year, is he worth a million dollars next year? In half a season, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A <laughs> hundred thousand for each goal. My gosh, if he scores ten goals, I'm gonna. This is gonna be great. As long as everybody else scores too. Yeah. Right, and as long as the defense steps up, and we just found some reinforcements in that yeah, front. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps, of course. Thad, and Thad's not of excited. Of course, Thad gives me the meh. Of course. Don't I have to? You can never let me get excited about something. No, you can be excited. We, we sat Don't, in this I mean, podcast I have to and be... we're like, oh, 
what should we worry more about? Or what are we going to be more disappointed about if we don't get a striker, if we don't get a defender? And look, they got both of them. Best of both worlds. Meh. I know, but there's... Now you're just doing it to be annoying. There is an argument for meh on both sides, I guess. But yeah. they did bring in reinforcements. They yes. did. And they absolutely did. Now, again, we don't know that Namath is the answer for the attack. Not that we needed an answer as a supplement, right? You know, on pace to potentially score more than the team's ever scored before. So yeah. without Namath. So it could be a really great thing. Mm-hmm. Defense, though. Uh, this guy has a ton of... Uh, Andreu Fontas. Yes. We Fontes. Used Do I sing my song? Ali <laughs> cannot hear his last name without thinking of her favorite. Fontas, Fontas. Don't you want to? Fanta? Like, you know the soda? And I'm Bob didn't know Fanta. what I was talking. Fanta. 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 You Why say, can't I pronounce anything? You say Fanta, right? I it's get, Fanta. I get, because, I get we like say. Like a Fanta orange soda. Yeah. Okay, I know that, but, but I is, don't know the song. Like, have you ever seen commercials? It's like, Fanta, Fanta, don't you want to? Fanta, Fanta, don't you want to? And it's like all these people. It's like very colorful and fun. <laughs> Guess not. Okay, just, <laughs> just Brightly me. colored bikinis is like what I remember from that. It was like. We remember very different in, things. Girls in bikinis. Wasn't it? That's all, that's all those Fanta commercials were, I think. I remember skateboards. <laughs> I don't know why. Obviously, anyway. you guys have Girl brain? Of you. Boy anyway. brain. <laughs> Andreu Fontas. More Garber Bucks spent on him. Yes. And he is signed through the 2022 season. But we won't know how much he makes until next year. Maybe sooner. But anyway, yeah, he has a great resume. You know, Barca, Barca, uh, Barcelona Academy. Actually, you know, handful of games with Barcelona. Actually mm-hmm. been on the field with Messi. Scored a goal for Barcelona in the Champions League. Then uh, went to Celta Vigo and you know did well there. Got a you know helped them to Europa League and did fairly Scored well there. Scored a goal in Europa League. So. Yeah, because I think he had what three goals? He has three career goals. Something and like, like that. Yeah, they're very impressive. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he's like, the rare goal, but yeah, yeah. But for a defender, a we're of, not asking much. <laughs> there were even a couple assists in there somewhere. Well, yes, he was. He was key in Celta Vigo's rise among the ranks in La Liga and now they're a solid middle of the table team (laughs) but he injured his Achilles and has struggled to stay on the field consistently since then completely true are we worried about that yes yeah so it was still he was even dealing with this into last year and missed part of the season and then came back and then played one. He he was taken off the injury report and was in the roster in the 18 and only made one appearance in the last like 10 games of the season last year. Yeah. It may be because he wasn't 90 minute game fit sort of thing. You know, I mean, Peter's not going to, he might have a center back on the bench that can come in and play when somebody gets hurt, but he's not going to have a guy starting that can't go the whole game, which is, will be the question with him. He hasn't played an entire game for a long time. So so here's a lot of my concerns, okay? One is the injury history. Two, uh, even when Peter was saying about how they've signed him and the deal isn't done until the ITC comes through, the visa comes through, and his physical is passed, okay? Yeah. That was very – That was it's not often not mentioned, the physical being passed. This one, it was very well mentioned that the physical has to be passed. 
Okay, so maybe they're still they're worried about that nagging. <laughs> there was Achilles. some emphasis on the <laughs> on the physical aspect yeah. of this. Yeah, it wasn't like a huge emphasis, but it was clearly made sure that uh, he had. In fact, that was the very first thing when I asked him about what was still you know remaining to make this a done thing was the physical has to be passed and the paperwork has to come through. Oh yeah, see, there's something to that. The physical being passed is always a nonsense part of it, an afterthought. So that's a little bit of a worry. Again, we I'm not, I don't want to make it a big deal, but he, he still has to get his visa, which could be another week or two, and the ITC, which uh, that seemed weird that that was even mentioned as an issue because that's just like another thing. That's just paperwork that has to happen. When I said, well, that's just a normal thing, right? I mean, to right. soccer leagues, it's not really a big deal unless you're talking about some of those little podunk leagues. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it still has to be done. So it just seemed like there's lots of... Little minutia. <laughs> little things that he was concerned about happening. Um, so all of that. Then even if he shows up tomorrow, and even if he passes his physical tomorrow, is he ready to play... 70, 80, 90 minutes of an MLS game, which is what it needs to be a center back, to be a starting center back for replacing Ike or, or yep. Bees. He could end up on the bench and getting 20 or 30 minutes and like letting them have a little rest, but not. he wouldn't be ready to start right away. I couldn't imagine he would be ready to start right away. Maybe he would be, but. No, I mean, I, I would agree with you on that. I don't think he, I don't even think that's like the at- intent in the, right for the rest of the season. Yeah, but, there's, but he's that still is kind a, of the problem, though. That, no, that, I, I agree, but I I feel like that's not even the thought for the rest of the season, probably looking towards that more like next season and kind of seeing how yeah, this one, which is kind of a scary thought considering how the defense has been performing, the soft goals, this, yeah, that, he, the other. He's I mean, reinforcements, but it's definitely a risk. Like, yeah, he could yeah. he could end up not being here very long. He, I mean, he could be the the starting guy next year. Yeah, yeah. But I would worry about relying on him being so everybody like oh we got the defensive backup that everybody needed. But <laughs> but no, not really. We don't know that yet. Well, so now everyone can get a little view into Peter Vermees's world here. On everyone's down his throat to just sign someone like just freaking get it done, just do something. We need someone, anyone. But then it's like. Real life. All right, now we have to pay this guy a lot of money, and he could end up not being right. anything. Yeah. Well, and that's the case. I mean, you you always run a risk every time you sign a player because maybe they come in and they don't like the city. Maybe their wife don't like the city. Mm-hmm. Maybe they stub their toe and An they never play again. Just a map number of right. Yeah. Um, there's all these things that it could happen, and it does. I mean, guys come in and get hurt. You know, I mean, potentially the best player Sporting Kansas City has ever signed in their entire history plays six games and goes out with a hernia like condition shortly after his wife arrives. (sighs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, you never know anything could happen. So, I mean, he could have, he could be perfectly fine and come in and, you know, twist something and be out for the rest of the season. Anyway, I just worry because of all these other things. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I think he could be really good. Well, I'm going to flip it for, I'm going to be the positive one here. Um, I agree. I don't think that he's ready to start. I don't think he's game fit to play 60 to 70 minutes. But if he's fit to come in as an option, potentially at half, if not maybe 65, 60 minutes, I'm excited because that Barcelona connection with Ilya and now that Lobato's back. Obviously, Ilya and Lobato are very key in the defense. So to have three players who 
understand one another, have come through the same kind of system, have played in that Barcelona system one way or the other, are going to be crucial in moving the ball forward, getting up to the Hungarians. <laughs> it's, it's a whole... Uh, yeah, who have their own cohesiveness yeah, up there. Yeah, they've got their own thing, and it's all... <laughs> then everyone else, the Americans are... I'm kidding. But right. I just think that Ilya, I'm excited to see what's there between the two of them and then with Lobato coming back. You know, even though, I mean, Lobato doesn't typically start in that um, right or left back position. But seeing how the three of them could potentially play as a triangle moving up out of the back. I don't know. No, I, I think it'll be I, nice. I completely agree. That is the part of it that I really love. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's like and, the, <laughs> probably one of the only Because um, supposedly him things. and Ilya helped Barca B get promoted to the second uh-huh. division in La Liga. Um, you know, you got Lobato there who can play left back. And like you said, you could have that little triangle there working their way up to the Hungarians or the Chileans or <laughs> – the Academians, no. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> they they deserve their own. Uh, the uh, the North Carolinians, yeah, North Carolini Carolinians, Carolinians. There you go. On the last one, I think yeah. you got it. <laughs> cutter, cutter. I was just about to say guitar. <laughs> uh, so I I mean I, that does excite me that those you know they're getting talent from that level, mm-hmm. but it, this guy is a risk, and I just don't know how much he'll contribute this year. I yeah. wonder I, I I always wonder about their transfers like this. I know sporting does send a team overseas to scout players and watch players. Uh do we think do we think Vermees saw him play in person ever? I would bet yes. Okay. Um in years past probably. Yeah, I mean probably not this year. But, yeah. Um Plus, the nice thing is, I mean, La Liga's on TV every weekend, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was sitting there looking through some of the games he's played in because my daughter, like, loves Messi, of course, which, you know, who doesn't? Um, And I was just looking through some of the games. I'm like, see, that's that's a game he started that Messi played in, and that's a game he started that he played against Messi. And he's like, okay, cool. Okay, well. There's some exciting. I have, um, I do have some time set aside for us to talk shit on Houston. And <laughs> and Albert Elise Ellis, Ugh. but we should and like on along those lines, Houston is currently playing LAFC as we record, and they were winning until the 90th minute. LAFC leveled in stoppage time. Who scored? Or should Rossi. we not say that? R- Rossi's got a hat trick. Ah, but my guy helped him. He got an assist. Who's your guy? Latif. Isn't this what a perfect segue? Our Last opponent is playing our next opponent. I know. We should be watching this. Beautiful. I was pulling it up on my phone as Allie noticed the score. <laughs> well, I I was peeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, the Houston game. I'm yeah. segueing back to our yeah. segue. Yeah. Uh, that was... Um, that- not pretty but effective well (laughs) not pretty but effective but also not very reassuring in my eyes going forward Eh. okay rivalry game they grinded it out yeah i'm I'm actually gonna go with that at the moment i mean i hate i hate to like do that like uh the the losing streak or the non-winning streak Mm -hmm. was broken and i know everybody expects as soon as you go a man up you should be like pouring in goals but a, it's not always easy. B, Houston's really good at bunkering in. I mean, that's what right. they do half the time anyway. C, on the road, 
D with no Espinosa in the lineup. E with a uh, 16-year-old starting. Okay, but we can't use that as a... If it's Peter Ramiz's man of the match who assisted the only goal, I'm not going to even consider that an Achilles heel for the team. True that. True in that, that game. No, I'm not going quite there, but he is a 16-year-old, started the game and played the entire... Or most of the game. Did he play the entire game? Yeah. Um, so, he, I mean, he did well. But, again, the bar for man of the match may have been lowered by the fact the rest of the people didn't show up. Which is why I say not reassuring, Right. I guess. I thought that Felipe, at one point, literally watching the game, because I did the recap, at one point watching the game, I saw him and I go, oh my gosh, I literally forgot that he was on the field. I know. And I was... I was like, wait, who is? And then I was like, oh, my God. I didn't even realize that he was out there. Yeah. Shallowy was, I don't know what he was trying to do yeah, offensively was there. He was disappearing. He was not doing his typical, like, making the really, like, crafty, creative play. or He just wasn't really doing what he typically does up in and around the box to be dangerous. He wasn't putting himself in good positions to be dangerous. He was losing the ball in very – if. Sporting gives up soft goals like Peter Vermees describes in the FC Dallas and Shally was giving up soft offensive attempts, r- attempts yeah. or runs or yeah. whatever that was going on. And I think in a future podcast we're really going to have to discuss is Felipe really as good as what everybody thought he was? I don't think you I don't think we need to question that yet. Yeah. We're uh, but that's why you said future podcasts. I I said future podcasts. We need but some the more assessment. Is, we do need more assessment, but I think the question is already there. Um, he scored a lot of goals. Early. I don't even think about the goals when I look at when I'm like think of his time. I don't even like think like, oh yeah, he'll we need him back and to score all of our goals. I do. <laughs> I, I think of him as I do just a like lot. The, the 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 engine. Which again, he's coming off the injury, but we still haven't seen, but very little glimpses of his best. Yeah, but even when he was at his best, that's when Sporting was giving up a bunch of goals at the beginning of the year. So that's there's that question because he's he's going so far forward, and that's pulling Ilya up a little bit, and some other factors that are all happening. Mm-hmm. Which that's why I say we need to discuss that at a future podcast. We need a, I think, a couple more games to see whether that's changing or not. Well, and now with the addition of Namath, it's going to be interesting to see, too, how, you know, maybe Felipe won't be getting as high up with Namath in that position. I don't know how those two, how that will affect the spacing, at least on the field or where guys are in their positions. But So back to Houston, though. Back to Houston. Do we hate Houston much? Yes. Agreed. Plus one. (laughs) Yeah, I think we do. It's official. (laughs) Four red cards. Three in the game and the coach. It's officially not a red card on the coach. And then at one point in the broadcast, the ref went over and was yelling at the fans for throwing something. And he was like, I don't remember who was announcing, but they was like, he's about to have to red card the, the fans. Yeah. Is that even legal? Um, they can <laughs> kick fans out, but I think they but can also... He, I don't think that the, the ref is the one who... <laughs> If I were a ref, I just know myself. I feel like I would get so, like, people are throwing things at you. It's so, like, the emotion is running so high. I would have just been like, yeah, I would have taken every card I had and just thrown it. Yeah, you're not allowed to, like, flip off the fans, but you can casually throw them that red card. (laughs) (laughs) I wish that he had. I think that if there was, 
if there was any game where that would have been acceptable and people would have been like, ah, like I get it. I get why he did that. Yeah. It would have been that game. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen fans on the side of youth's games get red carded. So, well, that's well, good. as they should 90% of the time. Yeah. I totally agree on that. Um, <sighs> that's why I stopped refing was youth parents. I had youth parents when I was 14 years old coaching at a camp. It was literally a summer camp. There was, these re- like these little games that we'd put, like put together at night. They meant nothing. It was a camp that kids went to. And I would have parents come up to me and say, you know, Jake doesn't play goalie. And I was like, well, Jake scored 17 goals tonight. So Jake's getting his butt in goal. <laughs> and I was 14. And I'm like, you're what, like 38? And you're over here telling me how your seven-year-old kid is needs yeah. every opportunity he can get to start working towards that Duke scholarship. It's <laughs> like, oh, let him have fun. Parents, yeah, let the um, kids have fun. Overseas, aren't parents like not allowed at a lot of youth games and high, and high school games? I don't know how much they even play it in high school over there, but uh, I've, I've been told that a lot, oftentimes parents are not allowed at some of these yeah. youth games. I've heard that too. It just depends on the the country and the league and such hmm. forth. I tr- truly, I have hated some of the parents on my daughter's teams. Uh, I went and stood with the other team's parents sometimes because my, and yeah, they sucked. Yeah, I'm 23 years old now. My mom and I and my dad still reminisce on like some of those just awful parents, families that you either had to play with or against growing up. I'm sure everyone who played competitive soccer growing up or not competitive, that's the thing. It's like it really doesn't even matter what level it was. Exactly. There are those shining moments in everyone's career. <laughs> I think I probably, I think I may have told this story back when we first got started doing some of these podcasts. So I apologize if this is a repeat, but uh, one of my daughter's coaches in the club has a very high level team. They were at a big tournament where, you know, there's college scouts there looking at them and such forth. Mm-hmm. And some of the parents started uh, yelling at uh, refs and being generally obnoxious and the college scout walked over and says, I'm done. I will not re-scout anybody from this team. You have just lost every one of your kids a potential scholarship. Wow. Dang. So Good for him, too. He, he told to, the coach that. He didn't tell the parents that directly. Right. But yeah. So, those, But still, though, like I feel like most of the time, it's kind of just be like, oh, these people are the worst, and like kind of walk away. But yeah. that's, I mean, I think that's an important thing to remember. It's like you are representing your child just as much as they are representing, I don't know, you in a way although it shouldn't that shouldn't be the focus but parents take it upon themselves to do so, so houston fans you are representing your parents poorly yes how dare you your mother would be so disappointed <laughs> if she knew of the popcorn that you were throwing on the field saturday night we are disappointed in you uh, play fun. oh my god <laughs> I <laughs> play my audio clip. Oh yeah. Oh my oh, god. My. Okay. Uh, uh so is that enough time on Houston? That's an that's a game feels like a long time ago now. Yeah, I don't even remember what all the red cards were now, so. Yeah. Yeah. Elbow to Tim. What was the first one? Oh yeah. Uh, see, again, I'm not Bucio. the shoulder to Busio, the shoulder to Busio. The whiplash that poor Busio yeah. experienced in that. I'm not convinced that the elbow tap of Melia's head was for sure where the red that red. Yeah, came I don't know from. either. He should have been off the field like twice three, already. Yeah, yeah, three occasions before that. Like, oh, he just, oh, he he should be so embarrassed looking at that game. I think of this all the time, and I don't understand how these players keep acting like this. How they keep 
feigning injuries and like, don't you know we can see you? Everyone can see you. But I think that's the point for them. They <laughs> get an advantage from it. So as long as they get some kind of advantage from it, the but, the whole but, faking injury thing. As long as they get some kind of advantage from it, the dives, the you know, the 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 time wasting and all that I, stuff. I understand that it can work every now and then, but even so, even on the times that it does work, aren't these like men? Like, there's a real person that like has to go and then face other men like who compete with him. Like, I I just what don't other people make fun of him? They should. I agree with that. Okay. I mean, I would. I would be completely embarrassed to do what a lot of these people do. Okay. Have I ever went down slightly easier than I was tackled? Yes. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But, okay. I never like feigned an injury, or I never just dove, or any of that sort of thing. And anytime anybody did that in front of me, I said, "You do it again, I'm going to hurt you." <laughs> um, I will take the real red card at that point. So. Yeah. It just pisses me off that they do that. It's not. It shouldn't be part of the game. And every time, I hate it. But it's the that is still why they do it. They have no shame. It's it's you know. Well, but that's my. I understand why they're doing it. But it's, I I wouldn't be able to handle the shame afterwards. And just knowing that even when you win an MLS Cup because of a, a dive that led to a so. In finals and I'm not saying it's in, right. In games like that, I can <clears throat> see it more. I, I remember having to explain all of the time wasting and all of that that was going on, like in like one of the World Cup games, to some of my non soccer people. I'm like, you know, in these games, everyone gets the desperation levels are are you know all of this is amplified more in these situations. So in a final, I get it. Yeah, do your thing, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. There's just so much of this. I'm like, how do his teammates like not? destroy him after the game for that but we don't know that because they do it too Ugh. houston there are and you can see there's teams that do it more than others okay every team does some time wasting don't get me wrong even sporting does some time wasting although mm-hmm. it's much less degree than most teams i would think in my opinion of course maybe i've got you know blinders on but houston would disagree with i when i went down but they don't know that he was nursing an injury yeah. that he was holding. Now, we don't know that Ike didn't use that as an opportunity to like, oh no, I've had an injury with this. I can yeah. stay down for an extra second. Yeah. But yes, you're right. This sporting does it's clear to me that they do it less than a lot of other teams. You know, like Tim almost never does time wasting until like right at the end of the game. Okay. I've never seen him do time wasting in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Dallas. Houston. Colorado. Tim's pretty good about that, I would say. Um, but that, but that's also part of Vermees. I mean, he doesn't want that. He wants them to play. I mean, to me, I, I've never understood. And this goes back to Dallas. I mean, I've never understood why any little kid growing up, you know, they have the aspiration to go stand in this nice, mm-hmm. beautiful stadium on this beautiful pitch, have being at the peak of their athletic ability and not play a game. Right. I just going to come out here and roll around on the ground and waste time. No, I'd rather go compete against your ass and see if I can get the ball from mm-hmm. you and score. There you go. Also, you're a better man than most, Thad. Another point too. It's like this is, like you said, this is the peak of, you know, in, in terms of American soccer, it's like the highest possible level you can get to. You play, you work your whole life to get there. You don't think that you have the ability to just freaking keep playing those extra seconds that you're going to try to waste, like that you couldn't and I, play to the level to help your team win the game. I so love it when a team wastes time early in the game 
and then the 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 fortunes turn, the the scores reversed, and all of a sudden at the end, the other end of the game, they're like, "Hey, yeah. they're wasting time, Come yeah, on, ref." And yeah. they need those extra minutes mm-hmm. that they wasted earlier. Yeah, that could have resulted in a goal or two. You never yeah. know. So I mean, that's that happened to in one of the games with Dallas last year, if I remember right. They were time wasting really mm-hmm. early, and they were mad that they didn't. You know, Sporting wasted a couple minutes at the end. So anyway, this has been a public service announcement. Do not. <laughs> waste time no yeah. matter level no matter the level you're at don't do it yeah now the little like you know you pick the ball up to throw it in and then it's not your throw in and you drop the ball away from the guy i get that that's cool yeah. i don't have a problem with that but some of the stuff that they do is just incredibly we should move on to the next game because i could probably rant about this for a while <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna let you finish that one thought and then i was pounding the gavel to move on i did it myself to lafc <laughs> Benny and our boy, our boys, Benny and Latif. Benny plus, <laughs> plus a whole bunch of other scary attacking players. Plus, they Billy just Duke signed coaches. Christian Ramirez. And then I just learned Josh. Wait, that's not right. They just signed two players named Ramirez. <laughs> I can't be right. They traded for Christian Ramirez from Minnesota for like a million dollars. Oh, per- Josh Perez. I wrote down <laughs> two Ramirez's. Oh, that's fun. Uh, so, yes, <laughs> Christian Ramirez and Josh Perez, who is from Fiorentina. So, their attacking core got even better. Yeah, so they already had, like, six really good attackers, seven and got really good attackers, and their LAFC fans are actually jealous that we got a defender today, so yes, they may can, or may not play. They, they didn't <laughs> um, bring in any defensive reinforcements, despite everyone's mad at all the goals we've been conceding. They've conceded seven more. Exactly. So stop being snotty, <laughs> Sporting KC fans. <laughs> what? Do you we think are. Sporting fans are entitled and snotty? And We can be pretty entitled. Wait, I bet you covered this in the last podcast, didn't you? I don't know. It's kind of the Did team's they? fault, though. If the team, if the team is going to keep talking like that and promising trophies and making the we're not done yet ads, you're going to get these, like, Cranky fifteen-year-old fans that are <laughs> who are forty-five. Cranky fifteen-year-old. <laughs> who are forty-five? Yes, exactly. I can like picture exactly that person that year. Oh man! Illustrating. <laughs> no, come on. In fairness, they're gonna say they're always going for trophies. They're gonna go for every trophy. I, I mean, it's not like even the bad teams don't come out and say, "Oh, we're gonna totally sacrifice the Open Cup because we're not gonna be able to compete in it." I mean, you know, right. or they're, so then. Sporting does try to go for all of them, and you can tell by the lineups Peter puts out. They do go for all of them. They don't always succeed. I mean, that's sports, though. That's That gets me – that sometimes bums me out about fans more than almost anything is, okay, yes, it's about what your team does, but there's t- 10, 20, 30 other teams oh, out yeah. there, depending on what sport and what mm-hmm. league you're in. They're all trying to do the same thing. They're yeah. all competing against you. That you can do everything you want to do over here, but it might be irrelevant. You know, one one injury can make all the difference in the world, you know? Uh, and these stupid expansion teams that have all the freaking advantages at this point. Yeah. Speaking of uh, expansion teams. <laughs> L.A. LAFC. <laughs> uh, no defensive reinforcements, but I like Walker Zimmerman is very good, and Laurent Simon is very good <laughs> as well. He literally just grew a mustache and yeah. a brave fell out I of did. the sky as you said that. <laughs> right. <laughs> And a cigarette, too. It felt and good. a cigarette. It felt good. I went for it. Um, uh, no, Zimmerman, I think, is really good. Um, Saman, I, I mean, I think he shows flashes of being really good. He's, he's also probably, showed some like weird moments of 
Well, he's getting older, isn't he? I'm a. I feel like he's old now. I don't know. I don't. Wasn't. I've never been invited to his birthday party. My keyboard's <laughs> too far away. But um, yeah, I'm watching. I've I brought it up on my phone. The there are three to three in the hundred and third minute in the Open Cup game, and I'm watching Latif run around like a crazy man. <laughs> so that bodes well for this weekend. Make him tired. Yeah. But they have so many attackers that they could not play him at all, and they still have they'll have fresh legs. But here's here's my question: So both teams, although Sporting did just sign a defender who isn't much help, really, at least for this weekend and probably the rest of the year, with both teams having added on some offensive help, and both teams struggling a little bit defensively, we're gonna have a shootout. Think, who, no, really though, who? <laughs> Is our attack enough to outdo their attack if both defenses aren't uh, up to the levels that they need to be in this game or if there are some soft goals being let in on the Sporting KC side? Yeah, it should be it should be fun to watch at least. Of course, this would be one of those games you expect to like be you know 4-4 four to four and it ends up being 0-0 zero zero at the end with like yeah. one shot on goal. A gritty defensive duel. I mean, yeah. Because that's what Sporting always does. They are very contrarian. I think we've mentioned that once or twice. Contrarian. Before. Sporting weird. But <laughs> Hashtag sporting weird. I would love to see them go in there and score three or four goals on LA. I don't think their defense is that bad. I was very surprised to hear that they've conceded that many. Beta Shore is really good, too. As an outside back. I don't know who their other outside back is, but... it Well... Uh, I think, and we can point to how sporting goes and some other teams go too, but some teams, in a lot of cases, when you have a very offensive team, you don't have a great defensive team because yeah. everybody's going forward, which leaves gaps for people to to counter or, you know, to uh, build up in between the lines and, you know, make a good play. So that when sporting has been scoring a lot at the beginning of the year, they were giving up a lot of goals. When they tightened yeah. it up, the goal scoring went down. Again, we can analyze and talk about this for about the hundredth time. It's about almost which like it's almost like you can't be perfect. Almost can't be. <gasps> Shocking. Even, <laughs> even Atlanta United. Yeah, although their fans think that they are. Well, they invented soccer <laughs> after Seattle invented it. After Toronto invented it. I bet you could find one person in among. In that stadium, among their seventy thousand fans, they get that would believe that soccer was invented in Atlanta, <laughs> and that Joseph. It Martinez, is wild, though. You can't deny seventy thousand is a. Yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, good for them. That's great That's, for the league. It's it's good, and I I mean I hope they continue it. Quite honestly, I mean I'm I was one of the ones that had doubts that they would. So mm-hmm. more more power to them in that regard. But oh, it'll have to continue after this initial burst of funds that they injected into the team. It's if they can keep doing that, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm just, I'm waiting for their first, um, first three month span of, of bad play and see how many yeah tens of thousands no longer come to those games. See if they can keep their players away from their other players' wives. <laughs> no, that too. I almost that forgot too. about yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah. And now with the Falcons getting started back up, does that help or hurt? I don't know, I don't know. either because I, I really don't know. I mean, I depends don't know. on how good the Falcons are doing. Probably, 
if that is somebody true. in this room only knew something about the NFL. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, who, we should me? call Arrowhead Pride and see if they could send over a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. our friends over at Arrowhead Pride. If only they were <laughs> befriend some of them. We're going to talk about soccer. <laughs> That was not my question. It was more of if the Falcons do get this, do well this year. Okay, I well, have compete. nothing left on my outline. My did we docket. talk about everything? There was a lot to talk about. Two new players. Recap Houston. Preview LA. It was a very loose preview, but we did it kind of. Kind of. Yeah. I... Uh, did, I was going to try to cut out audio from what Peter said today, but I did not have time. But um, he basically, I asked him, you know, they, he said, yeah, they have lots of good attacking players, blah, blah, blah. I asked about, you know, does it uh, matter that Benny and Latif are there? And he's like, he goes, at this point in the season, everybody pretty much knows what you're doing anyway, so that doesn't matter. No, well, that's so true. He wasn't going to use that as an excuse, and we'll see who plays. Who, what do you, uh, who do you think starts yeah. Ooh. That was our next is I assume Nemo doesn't get the nod in the starting eleven immediately, does he? I disagree. I think he will. I I mean I hope he does. Is Nemo. Russell fit yet? He's practicing this week. Um so he could play. I would almost bet he doesn't start though, just because he hasn't played for two weeks. Which is why I think well, Nemo then there's starts. room for Nemo on the wing then, and Rubio can get another start. Uh, I would almost, I would still think Daniel uh, and Gerso. I, I almost think Nemo starts, but you know it's a sixty minute start. That's like a planned thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Gerso on the on the wing um, with Rubio coming in and scoring the game winning goal because you know that's what he does. <laughs> no, it's like I almost feel like Peter's gonna want to. Yeah, he likes to, for some reason, light a fire under Diego Rubio's butt. By keep, keep riding that train if it's gonna work. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. I was saying earlier, I would I would almost love to see like Nemo start, Rubio come in, Rubio start, Nemo come yeah. in, and just kind of rotate through. And I I know he probably won't do that, but I would seriously tell tell these mm-hmm. guys. I said we're trying to keep you fresh. We're trying to keep you, you know, the other teams off balance and that. You yeah, know, it's not one over the other. Mm-hmm. And now if Nemo comes in and scores two goals a game, then yeah, sorry. Yeah, then that's screwed. right. Or vice versa. But Well, I think <laughs> I think we kinda know what we're gonna get so far unless Rubio kinda has this like magical end of the season like spurt of <laughs> goals on goals on goals. I don't that, see that happening. Well, I'm right there with you. <laughs> well, now that his Chilean partner is back, maybe. Maybe. We got we'll see. duos all over the field. Hungarian, Chilean, and I think that's it. American. American, there we go. American. Guitar. Guitar. Cutter. And then we got, I well, can, we got, oh, yeah. I and can then bees the, and Zeus and, and then Tim. Spanish links. Spaniard links. Yeah. Lobato, Ilya. And that's it. Yeah. And all Bantas, over the field. Bantas. That was right. All over the field. <laughs> but one lone yeah. Scott. We can adopt him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how long till he can get his green card? <laughs> and and one lone Gerso. I and feel like one th- lone Gerso. I feel like that's all Sporting KC does is they 
use an international slot and then figure out immediately how quick that they can get him a green card. No doubt. And then we get screwed in the next expansion draft because of it. Rest in peace, Latif. <laughs> How's the game going, by the way? They're about to start the second period. I can't vamp long enough to end this pod with the end of this game. Do so. we? Ju- this is actually a serious question. Do you, we think Latif would have had as good of a season with Sporting if he had stayed? I don't know. Maybe Bob Bob Bradley has the magic sauce for Latif. How many has Latif scored? I don't know. Has he been? Has it been that good of a season? I don't think it's been that good. But, he has, but he's competing. He's for progressed. Time. He definitely progressed from where he was oh. at last year. Well, and I mean, has he scored more than Rubio or Gerso? I think that's pretty easy to happen. Yeah. Though. No, I know. That's what I'm saying, though. Because <laughs> um, he has five goals this year. Not counting, I think, a couple or so in Open Cup because... Yeah. But he's also got six assists. Yeah, because they have a really good offense because they have a lot of really good offensive players. (laughs) Open, he says, it says he only scored in Open Cup goals for us. Three Open Cup goals in 2017 and then it doesn't say anything for this round. I don't think that's correct. Okay, fair enough. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, there's against Dallas. That game winner. Wasn't against Dallas? I don't know that one that the one that was no. In, like, it was there were two, time. yeah, and there were two. It was shallowy and yeah, it was against Dallas. Yeah, and uh, uh, Maximiliano lost his damn mind. On yeah, all of it. Yeah. So anyway, I, it would have been nice to have him as an option as a winger, mm-hmm. um, and you know the occasional forward spot. But Johnny's better. Johnny's more polished. But it would have still, I still would have liked to have the options for resting players. Yeah. Now, whether Peter uses that option or not, that's another story. Okay. We will gather again, hopefully, next week after facing this tired and currently injured LAFC lineup. Number, number nine. And we've got our number nine. We've got our number nine wearing the number nine. How cheesy was a little video of them over there? The <laughs> I laughed. Yeah, it was so kitman. It was just like, I thought it was perfect. Yes, it was very fitting. I like it. Okay. I always, I'm always here for some fresh, fun video content. Oh, yeah. Keep it up. Weird, weird content. Should have helped. Sporting fam. Until next week. Woo! Go cutter! Yeah.